This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Because if you can tell me what your habits are, I can tell you what sort of a person you are. I can tell you what your future looks like. But like I always say, life is 10% what happens to you. It's 90% what you do about it. The people who are most effective in the workplace believe that their future is going to be bigger than their past. When people don't believe that their future is going to be bigger than their past, they begin to disengage. You're listening to The Circuit of Success, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve success in every facet of life, only on the lineupmedia.fm podcast network. Now, your host, Brett Gilliland. Welcome to The Circuit of Success. I'm your host, Brett Gilliland, and today I've got the uh, privilege to interview John Greenstreet, owner of Bike Surgeon. How you doing? Good, Brett. Thanks I'd, for having me out. I'd shake your hand. Yes, but exactly. We, We're we, doing that, right? We, yeah. we can't do that right now. We can't do that right now. So, well, man, it's good to be with you, and uh, I know it's crazy times right now. So, it is. Uh, it is. Thanks for the invite. Thanks for, uh, thanks for thinking about us. Uh, we're actually uh, a little busy uh, this, this, uh, this go-around, which is yeah. uh, different than what we were anticipating, but great to see folks getting out, yeah. getting riding. So. I know I was here a few weeks ago getting some bikes worked on, and there was a line around the building. It was incredible. There, there, are, uh, there are different times. We're, we're asking folks to wait outside. We're doing, you know, doing all kinds of things different. One of the things we're really focusing on or trying to is turning out repairs, the simple stuff, as fast as we possibly can. Yeah. So we're seeing folks less. Rather than having to drop something and come back and do all that, yeah. bring it in, fix it, get them back out the door, uh, trying to run it as safe and clean as we can. Um, We've had our customers very, very cooperative uh, within this whole endeavor. So it's been it's been great. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, good. You always got you guys always do great stuff. So let's maybe go back though for the people that don't know who John uh, Greenstreet Green Street is, if I can say your yeah, name. Yeah, no, right? it's all John good. Greenstreet, and uh, maybe give us a little backstory. You sure, know, wh- sure. Why sure. you started? I know you're from Lebanon. Yep. Went to school at Carbondale, all that yep. kind of stuff. But yep. what's yep. made you the man you are today? Yeah. Well, you know, who knows? Um, the postman's going to try and ring the door here. Just set it there. Yep. Uh, sorry for the interruption, but uh, business continues. So, uh, yeah, I grew up in Lebanon. I uh, actually went to school over here at St. Clair. Um, so I uh, uh, knew O'Fallon well. I uh, know a lot of folks in the area. My wife actually graduated from O'Fallon. She was an Air Force brat, which is, again, pretty standard for the area. Uh, went to school out in modern day for high school. Uh, so got to be a Clinton County boy, yeah. too. So a little bit of everything. Um, then went to Carbondale. Stayed there for almost 10 years. Um, Went to, went to go to school, uh, kind of fell in love with the area, um, hung out, worked for the university, you know, had a, had a really fun experience, had a couple of businesses down that way. One of those uh, was Bike Surgeon that we bought. Uh, at that point, it was, a, it was not my primary uh, situation, um, but it was, it was a fun thing to do. Uh, of course, when you, when you buy a fun toy business, uh, then you end up not riding a whole lot. So I rode pretty regularly before I bought the shop, and then it seems as though that has, uh, that has dwindled a fair amount. The same thing, though, uh, is true. If, if you love what you're doing, uh, it's, not a, it's not work. So I uh, still love, uh, love playing with bikes, love, love working on bikes, love riding bikes when I get, get the chance. So um, we had the opportunity when the uh, – opportunity uh, – we had some life-changing events when the economy crashed. One of our, uh, one of the businesses I was involved with changed pretty dramatically. Uh, it was a, a marketing or advertising agency. And uh, as, as you know, businesses can stop spending money on advertising pretty quickly uh, when they need to save some money. So in 2008, um, we, we saw that uh, 
significantly diminish. Uh, sales were 40% of what we had projected. So uh, stepped away from that. We're looking for other opportunities. Uh, worked for somebody else for a brief period of time, which was one of the few times in my life that I did that. Uh, that was fun. Um, and uh, learned a lot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> what yeah. you didn't want to do. Yeah, right. So then, uh, then the opportunity because property, because we'd looked at this in, in late 2007, we'd looked at coming up to O'Fallon. Uh, the real estate was the biggest, biggest holdup. It was just too expensive because uh, a bike shop is a real tight margin, uh, but we need a lot of space. Um, so we looked at a number of different places. Um, one of those was, uh, oh, it was over 35 bucks a foot, um, which at that time was, was pretty typical. Uh, I was here in the area. Um, we came back to that same space um, a year later, and it was in the low 20s before negotiation, and we got it to where, oh, wait, we could maybe afford yeah. this with the right level of negotiation. Got a workable package, uh, launched this in uh, July of 2009 uh, up here. Uh, by September, I was working here full time, which was not necessarily the goal. I wasn't sure what was going to happen, uh, but there was obviously a significant market need. Uh, been uh, here in the area then since 2009, moved over here. Uh, in, uh, we bought the building late 2016, moved in 2017 um, here to downtown. And uh, that's been a, a really fun move. The, the biggest reason for it was traffic. We had some great uh, things going uh, out at the Greenmount uh, Shopping Center there with Deerbergs. Um, but uh, getting rides out from that location, which we do a lot of rides, uh, think about that, yeah. began to really be a thing. We've been looking to own a building for a while, um, but our, our hand was relatively forced. Um, and in a good way, the, the hospital came in. Great to have the hospital here. Uh, I didn't anticipate the traffic being uh, as much of a thing, but in reality, everybody goes up Frank Scott to get to that hospital. Uh, and that was our one way out of the center was to go up Frank Scott. So we were looking really hard uh, then for, for a while at a number of things, looked out by the RecPlex, uh, you know, looked at a, a couple other developments, looked at some properties that were you know, just, just green space and potentially building something out. Um, we'd looked at downtown O'Fallon when we first located here, couldn't make the, couldn't make the numbers work. Um, but uh, this, this property came available, and it's been really nice to be back down in a, in a vibrant downtown. Well, it's incredible, and there's a biker right there. You yeah, know? So, good I mean, stuff, they're, right? they're everywhere. They're yep. going to jump on this. So talk to us about this. What, what, what are our, our friends here in O'Fallon and the yep. surrounding areas? Where are we sitting right now? What are we yeah, doing? Yeah, so we're up in the front of the shop. When we, when we bought the shop, um, we, we knew this particular space long-term, we were going to do something with it, whether it was a coffee shop yeah. or, or a little juice bar or something like that. Um, we weren't quite sure what that was going to be, but we knew we wanted to. So we kept retail relatively out of this. Now, we used it for transactional space, um, but we didn't have a whole lot of display yeah. here. Um, we had started looking at that prospect a couple years ago, um, and, and really what we were looking to add uh, was a space that our customers could hang out and could be inviting for those customers who are like, oh, no, they're not me. Uh, it's not my thing. I'm not a writer. No, no, no. Come on by. Sit down, enjoy, find out a little bit more about it. Come to a family ride. You know, yeah. wait, this maybe is me. Maybe I'm not all spandexed up and doing everything, right. but I'm getting out and, and enjoying the ride, and that's something that the... Uh, Rona has shown us a lot of folks enjoy it. Um, they just didn't necessarily have the time to devote to it. Now they have a little bit of time. So we wanted a social space, a space where folks could, uh, could spend a little more time uh, at the shop because that's part of what we do. But a lot of customers don't realize that, that it's okay just to come by and hang out and say hi. Maybe not in today's current situation, but hopefully soon again. Um, so we, uh, we'd started working a couple years ago on this, um, thinking that it would be a pretty simple project. 
of course, everything that's simple uh, doesn't end up happening that way most of the time. This one required some zoning changes, um, which we worked with the city on uh, closely to get that all squared away. Added a couple new bathrooms that are behind the wall here. Not necessarily relevant, but at the same time needed because of the zoning change. Uh, and that, that took a little more investment, a little more time. Uh, so two years later, uh, it wasn't a two-year project, but right. this last winter, uh, we were able to take on the project. I uh, got the funds together and got everything rolling. Um, and we were uh, four days from opening when we heard that oh. the governor was shutting things down, which is okay, because I'd rather have been in that situation yeah, exactly. than, re than relying on it. Yeah, so, uh, so we, we put the brakes on a little bit um, and uh, slowed down progress. Um, we've got a few little things yeah. uh, left to do. Um, you know, the biggest one is wait for the blessing to, to go back at it um, and uh, and get at it. But the, the hope is uh, have a liquor license, have some drinks, nice. uh, have some light, light food offerings. Um, when we did the zoning changes, we got uh, we got clearance to do some outdoor uh, dining. Oh, that's awesome. So over the next year or two, we'll add that in. So uh, kind so of maybe come here and have a drink, even if I don't want to be a bike. You know, right? I mean, well, yeah, it's possible. That person, yeah, right? that's definitely that's yeah. definitely what we're what we're looking for. Um, we're not necessarily going to change hours out of the gate, uh, but we're here till seven uh, every night. Uh, we open at ten. Um, have an additional venue uh, for folks here in town to come by and socialize and and have some fun um, and we're, we're looking to do some more of those simple social rides with the bike trail with yeah. everything going on there going out for a little five five mile pedal and then coming back and hanging out afterwards kind of a fun time I like it yeah it's very yeah. cool so let's uh switch the channel a little bit here and talk about being a business owner and in obviously really tough times right now a lot of people struggling uh, yeah. we've talked about it numerous times but what are you what are you learning through all this as a business owner right now how to obviously you got to adapt you got to change but what's your biggest learning so far man it, it's it's coming at us hard um you know we we were in the same boat uh that everyone was as we were rolling into this making changes making modifications to how we were operating because we saw the uh uh the concerns that were out there um and then, then we started hearing the, uh, the rumor mill that, uh, that the state was going to be shut down. And so we started getting concerned and looking at what we were going to do if we were forced to shut down. How would we operate or would we operate? What would that look like? Um, as the announcement came along, that was a long day because uh, nobody knew which way was up. I was getting calls from all kinds of friends who were also involved uh, in, in businesses. And so it was, it was a very concerning time. We got really lucky. Um, that uh, bike shops were considered uh, essential due to the transportation uh, side of things. So a stroke of luck that just, yeah. you know, man, I, I, can't, uh, I can't underplay that. Um, that said, uh, now we're an essential worker. And so we've got to make all the changes so we stay open, and, but, uh, but we keep everybody safe. We've been able to do uh, just that. Um, but I think one of the things that uh, is, is most apparent is as Americans, as business owners, we all realize things change and they change constantly. That's the only constant in life is change. Um, we're able to accommodate those things. Um, you know, we were able to run along through as this was evolving and we were having, we have a daily meeting, but it's a five minute quick, uh, what we call our powwow. So we just know what's going on. Uh, and then we do a weekly meeting during those, most of the conversations were about what's, what's happening. What can we do better? How can we engage the customer in a safer way? Um, and there's, there's a hundred different ways to do it. We're real lucky that we've got some huge, essentially our walls roll up big garage doors. So we're opening those up, letting the air blow through all the medical professionals that 
that are our customers uh, that have come through and perfect. You're almost outside. You know, you almost couldn't be closer to outside. Uh, and so, uh, you know, making those little tweaks and changes that, that make it safe for us, because we've got to be here and make it safe for our customers was key. But it was amazing how fluid that was to happen. If, if we allow it to happen, uh, we evolved, we made it safe, uh, made it successful. Um, and, and hopefully uh, here very soon, uh, a lot of the other businesses here downtown are presented with the same opportunity. Yep. Uh, that, that has been a, a tricky one. You know, that opportunity being taken away, um, that's, that's concerning. Uh, you know, what, really what do you is. think these communities are going to do? I mean, I, you know, I hope in my, my, my mind, right, I hope that all these, you know, these homes we see, these businesses, the community that we love, I think it all comes again. You know, I see your sign right here. Don't give up, right? Yeah. We're all in this together, yeah, stuff yeah. like that. And yeah. so what do you think is going to happen when we open up? I, I think there's a resurgence uh, that's going to happen. Obviously, that resurgence is going to be different than anything we've done before. Uh, everybody wants to be safe. Um, you know, if, if talk to some of the folks that have still been able to maintain uh, some level of openness, uh, and ourselves included, um, and, and the support has been pretty phenomenal. Um, that said, um, we've, we've got to kind of get the spurs back into it uh, so that the economy doesn't falter a whole lot, both locally, regionally, nationally. There's a lot of work to be done uh, to make that happen, but I think it's a reality. I think there is uh, a rather pent-up uh, excitement uh, about getting back some level of normalcy. Obviously, there is some differences that'll have to be the case, um, but they're just those. Uh, we're going to adjust. We're going to we're going to tweak, and we're going to run forward. Uh, and I think I think there's going to be something really positive from it. Um, you follow the little Facebook stuff. There's everybody. There's the whole range of folks on that. But seeing some of the conversations just yesterday, they were happening organically. Uh, from there was a customer. I guess he he previously lived in Germany. He was talking about downtown dining. Uh, that evolved into some conversations at the city level that are now evolving into hopefully some outdoor dining um, that will allow our restaurants to come online and look quicker. Uh, but also those conversations had an impact on other businesses because they're going, man, if I'm back on and my parking's all gone, how does that work? And, and the conversations happened quick. There was an evolution that was dramatically faster than sometimes a bureaucracy happens uh, and some great, great things came from it. So, yeah. And I think, you know, I would consider small towns, right? We're not a major city oh, here yeah. in Ophala these small towns. Yeah. I think it's going to be incredible uh, what's going to happen and the support that's going to come out. And and uh, I'm looking forward to that back there. Oh, Coming out be, there with the family and hopefully do some dining outside. Could be interesting. It's top secret. Don't tell yeah, anybody. We won't, but yes, we won't. yeah. Nobody exactly. listens anyway, right? Yeah, you know, whatever. Right, <laughs> right yeah. yeah. No, but some outdoor dining will, yeah. be, will be huge. And it, it could be something that, you know, we've talked about this as, as the district, the, this district thing that we're doing, the, our downtown area, the downtown district, that, that we want to have more event stuff, simple stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, putting on a huge event, it's a lot of work. Yeah. It takes a lot of volunteers, takes a lot of time. But doing some of these simple things, um, a little bit easier to do. Um, if we had a way to do this in a more simple fashion, maybe it's a once a month yeah. thing ongoing. For obviously to, to get, this might be something that happens every day right. for a good long while. But maybe it's something as we evolve forward that is very easy then to say okay every weekend yeah. on saturday night we're going to do this or maybe it's every first friday or something like I that like it. i like yeah. it so talk to us let's go back what you said about those uh what you call them powwows yeah, yeah. so if, if i'm a business owner if i'm listening to this right now obviously there's all different types of things that you can do right as leaders of businesses but to get your team on board to build your culture to have the the place that people want to work 
Talk to us about those powwows. You said you do them daily, five minutes, also a weekly meeting. Yeah. What advice do you have for business owners for those types of meetings? Make them valuable. Uh, listen to what you're, what you're hearing. Um, we've left those very open. Um, you know, I'll drive it some days. Uh, other folks will drive it some days. Uh, the core issues are, are what we're addressing. Um, it, it allows us to be uh, reactionary, which is sometimes not good, but stuff happens and you've got to react. Uh, but it also allows us to be very proactive because uh, we're, we're anticipating things that are upcoming that maybe we're not all seeing. Um, whether that's the new product that just came out uh, online that, that I missed, but one of the, the kids that was on Facebook last night saw, um, or it was uh, the, um, the guys are here. It's time. Um, the new guy didn't get the memo either, but, uh, um, but no, it's, uh, you know, it, it allows for a lot of, uh, positive conversation and our meetings are, are a little more conversational in tone. Um, there are the, you know, key points, the daily powwows is looking at what's on the work order schedule, what trucks are showing up with what, what inventory, what has to happen. Um, but then we've got the, uh, the more simple, uh, things of, uh, you know, it's, it's some customer's birthday when they come through, make sure you say something, uh, or I saw this last night, this conversation's happening, or I won the race yesterday and it's like, Oh, great. And Dan was with me. Okay. When Dan comes through, tell him, you know, good job kind of thing. Um, but extremely valuable. The, the powwows are relatively new because we realized the daily stuff, um, especially as we, we got real busy here, uh, sometimes was, was hard because you got a guy who's turning wrench and that's his job. He doesn't know that there's a truck showing up and, and he's going to need to have some, we're going to need to have some help there. Uh, the weekly or something we've been doing for shoot going on seven, eight years now. And it was, it wasn't demanded, but it was very much asked for um, by the staff. They're like, Hey, can we get together on a regular? And we're like, I don't know, maybe like once a month. And like, Who knows? Let's try. We shoved it in Monday mornings, which Mondays typically suck. Everybody's here at eight 30. Uh, we chat for a half hour, 45 minutes, maybe an hour, uh, go over the day, go over what's, you know, what's upcoming for the week, go over some new products, go over that kind of stuff and BS, you know, find out how, how the weekend went for everybody. Um, but it allows that uh, the very strong team uh, feel. Yeah, I think, and we talked about this earlier, for small business owners, right, I've had to let all these people go. And, and as a small business owner, right, they, they're your family. Yeah. And, and we're terrible at letting people go. Yeah. Right? And so yeah. thankfully, yeah. Visionary Wealth Advisors, we haven't had to let anybody go during all this. But, right. Uh, but we're not good at it. But I think those types of things that you just talked about, if, I, if I'm spending time with you every day, every week, right, you're talking about your family, their family, what we got to do at work. I mean, it just builds a culture that I think so many people got to, especially going forward, if they're not doing that as business owners, you know, steal this idea and run with it. Well, it, 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 if you're not, uh, how can you ask somebody to come back? I've heard a lot of, uh, a lot of my peers uh, I've been talking with who had had to lay off because they're closed and they, they can't do anything else are going, my people don't really want to come back. They're scared. Uh, they're making good money on, on unemployment because right. we're talking about part-time people that aren't making a ton of money. Um, and uh, how do you motivate them to come back? You know, what do you do? You, you yeah. can't throw more dollars at them because you're broke too. Right. Um, and, and so, you know, part of that is the culture. And I spend more time with these folks awake than I do with anybody yeah. else. You know, yeah. I spend more time with my wife, but we're asleep half that time. Right, exactly. So it doesn't count, yeah. you know, yeah. but uh, uh, so it is very much a family thing. Now it is business too, uh, but the, the reality is that culture uh, allows you to do some pretty amazing, great things. Uh, people will, will push really hard uh, when, they, when they feel valued yeah. uh, and they know what the impact is. And then if you get to that point uh, that you do have to make cuts, it can be a conversation with everything. Right. Here's, here's where it's at. This is what it looks like. This is, this is where we're at. 
That one is not fun. That's a, man, that's, that's a no good conversation, but it's going to happen. It's going to happen. That's yeah. right. So what do you do to stay a student in the game? I mean, obviously there's things probably changing daily. There's technology changing daily. I mean, yeah. it's probably, you know, 2008 or whatever it was, seven, when you got in the business, yeah. It's, yeah. it's been a dramatic change in, yeah. in the biking world. So what do you do? It's uh, that's an interesting one. Um, you know, you, you, you research a lot of stuff. You've got a lot of industry folks, you know, you've got all of those things going on, but uh, then just in general retail, you know, yeah. retail's different than it was true, five yeah. years ago even um and so there's there's an evolution you look at what other folks are doing you're trying things out um some of those open frank conversations with customers that we used to not ever have we used to be like oh yeah we'll get you the best deal we can let's you know let's make it happen are now you know what i i can't beat that price there's no way i can be yeah. profitable and beat that price i can't even be unprofitable and beat that price how about you do this and we'll do this and and well, that makes sense. And you put the cards on the table so everybody knows what's happening yeah. rather than uh, what it used to be a few years ago, which is, you know, there's this curtain. Now there's still the curtain, you know, stuff happened behind the curtain, but there is a, a little more open openness and transparency um, that then customers come to you and go, hey, I saw this new thing. What do you think? Oh, I haven't heard anything about that. Where'd you see that? Oh, I follow this German website that, cool. Yeah, um, yeah. And so, um, you know, some open conversation helps helps new things come through. Nobody's nobody's perfect at it though, and and everybody's constantly pushing themselves. You know, this here, uh, this is way different. Last thing I wanted to ever do was own a restaurant. I've said that my whole life. <laughs> right. um, I worked. You know, part of my thing with the university was helping small businesses. Man, restaurant ownership is yeah. a challenge. Yeah. Um, and uh, but the other side of that is, I kept looking, going we're building this culture we're building this social piece we've got to do something that allows us to see something from that because our rides yeah i could try and charge five bucks to go on a ride but i think that would kill it i think right. it would die but if i charge you five bucks for a nice beer afterwards yeah, maybe that works. We'll see. Maybe it doesn't, you know, but I'm hoping it does. At least you got a place to come drink a beer, right? That's exactly right. <laughs> it's expensive exactly right. Man yeah, right, right. So uh, if you could go back and tell John Greenstreet something, you know, 10, 12, 15 years ago, what would you tell that guy? Oh, man. Who, who knows? You know, um, small business ownership is not... Uh, not a walk in the park. You stay it's not for everybody. Stay really, really, really busy. Uh, you know, if uh, you know, way back when uh, I was finishing up school and interviewing with corporate stuff and thinking, man, I don't know if I want to do that. I don't want to work 60 hours a week yeah. and and have to move, you know, 10 times during my career. And, and uh, oh, I'll go, you know, do this and do that and do the other. Well, I got in and started seeing the 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 excitement of small business ownership and was like, man, I I, I got to get in on this. Um, and maybe not, but at the same time, it's, it's super, super rewarding. Um, but you are, you're, you're, you're marrying this yeah. also. Uh, and so, uh, you know, in a way there's times when, uh, when the, when the family has suffered, you know, four, four kids, they're teenagers yeah. now. Uh, but the other side of that is they've also been able to come up to work with me whenever, whenever we want. You want. Yeah. So, uh, so, you know, there's, there's ups and downs of every choice you make in life. Um, you know, looking back, um, I don't know. They, they try not to try not to look back with regret. Yeah. Um, and I don't think there is. Um, but uh, finding ways to en enjoy the time uh, that you do have, uh, whether that time is every day, you know, in, in, in doing what you do uh, or the, the time off um, is something that time off one. Eh, I should have gotten to that a little bit earlier. A few years back, we did a big trip across country. That was a lot of fun. But man, bugging out for a month. Whew, that was hard. <laughs> um, come back to you. Yeah, you know, um, it just just finding ways to do that um, is uh, is a challenge, but also a needed uh, thing and needs to happen. 
So talk to us as I look around, you know, again, all glass here. So it's really cool if you haven't come up to the bike surgeon, but, um, this city, so it means a lot to you and you could be a business owner that comes and does your thing, right? You, you come in, do your thing. You go home, you got four kids, life is busy, right? I got four kids, life is busy, all this stuff, but you choose to step into other roles as well. Sure. So why do you think it's so important to you to be a community leader and, and do things that go above and beyond that nobody's saying, Hey, here's a check for this. Right. Yeah. Right? Why are you doing that? Yeah. No, it, you know, that comes from probably part of my upbringing. My parents have been, you know, volunteering at stuff, all kinds of ways, all, all over the country forever. Um, you know, as long as I've known them, they've been, they've been volunteering and helping, um, different than the way I do it. Um, I think they sometimes look at mine and go, yeah, but yours are all driving dollars. Like, yeah, yeah, maybe, but, um, and there's no, there's no question, uh, investing here, our efforts, uh, as a group within the district, uh, are to help reinvigorate what's downtown. Um, but there's a, there's a, significant ancillary benefit to that that is this community space uh that didn't previously exist um and so i see that as as a real positive because having that uh that small town culture uh piece um that is somewhat absent in a lot of ways is really really important uh having kids ride their bike by and come in and i need to i I got something in fixing and sending them on their way that's super cool having events where you've got thousands of people uh, down here is is really really neat and yeah, not only hustle triathlon. Yeah, it awesome. was lots of fun. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and you know that tied in with City Fest and and we're able to take efforts of a bunch of individuals and turn them into something that's dramatically more. Um, we we see there there's obvious economic value uh, and maybe it's not direct, um, but there's even more so that culture value uh, that is. Uh, our community is stronger because of it. Um, and so try and do as, as much of that as I can. Sometimes it's real hard. Sometimes, right. you know, in the four walls, it's super busy. And then there's other times, oh, we're a bike shop. Right. Middle of winter, man, I got all kinds <laughs> of time. Um, and so if we can if we can find a way uh, to invest that time appropriately, uh, and then we've got some very talented individuals that we keep on staff um, that, again, it's winter in a bike shop. Let's let's use those to do something else creative, uh, and we've been able to do some some pretty neat things. Do you slow down a lot? Do you think, or do you like? I always say you got to slow down to speed up. Do you, do you slow down and think and dream and strategize? Are you good at that? Uh, okay at that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you know, we bike used to have a pretty significant uh, uh, holiday season. That's been gone for for a pretty long time. Kids want Nintendos and Xboxes right. and what have you. So. Um, but the, uh, so, you know, we, we start winding down as the weather winds down. Um, and then we know we're winding back up as yeah. the weather comes back up. So we've got this time from November to February that, that are, that's our special project time. And whatever that special project, this, this was the special project this year. Uh, in years past, yeah. it's been all kinds of things. Uh, a couple of years back, that was, it was rehabbing this building. Um, so, you know, that, that happens um, in that we're, we're able to sit back, we're able to say, okay, this is that next step. We've been talking about it, we've been brewing it slowly. Let's start laying it out and start, you know, ticking off the boxes so we can get, get through it. Um, so not perfect at it, but it definitely does help having that seasonality of our business. It does give us, point. Yeah, yeah, give us some nice time to do that. So these four kids, uh, what is, if I were to just maybe grab them by the side over here and ask them a question about their dad, what is it you hope they're learning and what, what are they seeing that you don't know they're seeing? Oh shoot. Yeah. No idea. That one's <laughs> a, that one's a, a loaded question. Yeah. Um, you know, um, 
uh, times have changed. You know, they're, they're all uh, getting to that point. Uh, our, our youngest just finished eighth grade, so he's going to high school. Uh, our oldest uh, finished high school a few years back. Um, and, uh, you know, the, he's definitely, uh, he's got the hustle uh, without question. Um, that said, going to school for four more years was not something on his radar at all at that point. And that's okay. You know, he went to, uh, to Swick for a bit, uh, enjoyed that. Um, but then has found, you know, I can, I can get out and do my thing and, and make, make a name for myself. And he's doing a heck of a job of that. Uh, and I'm seeing that, uh, in our other kids, the, the entrepreneurial piece definitely, uh, definitely played through, uh, which is a positive. Um, they, uh, I don't know. I'm not sure what they would say, uh, <laughs> but I do think, and I, you know, super proud of them. They, they understand, um, how to be adults, I guess would be the best way to do it. And not that some kids don't, but yeah. sometimes that's a challenge. Um, we see some, you know, we see all kinds of things here, but I've seen all kinds of things in lots of places. Um, I, I love my kids to death. Uh, but the other side of this coin is they are going to have to function in society well. Yeah, right. uh, and so putting everything on a silver platter for them and making life just super easy isn't going to get them where they need to be when, when right. stuff gets hard because life gets hard at right. times. Uh, and uh, uh, I'm pretty proud of that fact that they're, they're going to be, I think, very successful adults. Um, but we also get to butt heads. We're, we've got four teenagers in the house. Man, oh, man, that's lots of fun. Have you threatened to throw out the PlayStation out in the uh, out in the backyard like I have? Oh, you know, yeah, yeah, no, and they all bought their own because of that. Uh, They're yeah. like, no, 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 it's mine. I'm like, ah, no, 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 that's not how it works. I can still take it away. Yes, right. yeah, I can still disappear. Yeah, the the daily conversations of that's enough Fortnite or yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. It's like, man, alive. It, maybe I'm the only parent dealing with it. Yeah, it's, right. It's, no, uh, no way. And, and it's weird with the with the teenagers. Um, they're doing that stuff. Yeah. all night right now because yeah. they don't you know their life is way different yeah so it's like well do you have you a shut off time no no we we used to if my uh, kids are listening turn it off right now because yeah. i have a shut off time and they're like i want to i want to play longer yeah like, no yeah i want to go to bed exactly. i keep hearing you yeah and and so we we've it's nice we've got a basement that they can just disappear into um and they know if we hear it then then there's a problem but they, they keep it down yeah. uh pretty reasonably but they're they're also older um yeah. and and it's just it's just different. I don't know what I'd be doing if I was their yeah. age, you know, that, that whole, just everything is upside down. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. I, we've been lucky in that we have this, they realize and have since they were young, they can get on a bike, go places, do yeah. things and have some of that fun. Found's an amazing community. Right. All of our communities around here are pretty significantly safer than yeah. just about anywhere else in the world. Yeah. Let's go have some Jump fun. On the bike, right? Let's yeah. Let's get out and do some exploring. Do some of these things yeah. that we did as kids that our grandparents tell us about. Yeah, okay. You know, keep it mellow, yeah. but at the same time, um, learn something from that independence. Go have some fun. Uh, go explore. Uh, get outside. Get some sun. You know, that's right. some great things happen. So I think I know the answer to this. But that's why I'm going to ask the question anyway, right? But um, when you think of all the the quote-unquote bad news we've had given to us this quarantine, right? Stay home, your business has got to change, or if you're the business owner listening, your business shut down. Uh, how much time have you spent thinking, dreaming, working, and then here's the last one, complaining? Yes. So, you know, you, you get on a little bit. Um, any conversations with folks, uh, I'll fall in that trap of, I don't want to call it complaining, but just, wow, where are we going? 
what, yeah. what's, which way is going to be up. Uh, we've got to figure something out to be able to move forward. So that's been where my, my negativity uh, has come from. Um, but if I can stop you there, how much percentage, right? 100% yeah. of the day, how much percentage is in that world? Uh, 10, 15 yeah. maybe. And, and part of that's the dang Facebook. You get on there and you yeah. start reading some of that stuff. And it's, wow, okay. Right. And, and I've had plenty of days where I go to the guys, hey, if you see me sitting back here, just come over, knock me upside the head and you know, <laughs> get me back to it. Because right. you can get sucked into that. Yeah. Uh, and that's not good for your, good for your psyche. It's yeah. not good for anything. Yeah. Um, that, that said, um, we've been, you know, ops here has probably been 70%. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we have really been on ops hard to the point that this here, it's a good thing that we can't be open because uh, the level of business we had would have made it hard to get this open and operational. Yeah. It's also a bad thing. It's driving me crazy, I guess would be the best way to put it because I've got the plan piece, but I can't execute right now on some of these other things or sit long enough to go, okay, menu. This is some of the things we need to do. Those pieces I know we need to do um, because there's five people standing in line right there ready to, you know, to, to do business. And so, um, that's been a little bit of a challenge um, in that normally, I, I don't know, I would say 30 or 40% of, of my day um, is in that, uh, that it's weird because that, that planning realm not only is our four walls, it's now some of the district stuff. It's, yeah. you know, there's, there's a number of other things that you, you end up wearing hats for uh, that fall within what is my normal day. Well, my normal day is, is pretty decimated right now uh, on that stuff because some of it's just not going on and the business is, is that busy. Yeah. 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 I think it's, uh, I, I call it the bounce back theory. I mean, the, the most successful people and you know, I've now had, I think what, you're the 182nd person I've gotten to interview and it's just yeah. amazing stories, right? So hundreds of hours in that stuff and which we get to then help and help our clients become better, you know, better dads and husbands and business leaders. And so that's the whole point to it all. But I, what I have found is, and in, even in my own life, the, the people that spend the less time complaining and we know this, right. But the less time complaining or you get bad news, you adapt, right? You don't go home and sit for three or four days and mope about it. It's like, ah, it's bad news. Stings a little bit. I'm a, but then I'm going to adapt, right? I'm going to change. You better, right? Yeah, <laughs> you exactly. know, and, 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 and it's amazing. But uh, uh, I think that's part of what I like uh, about what we've what we were doing downtown here. We've got a lot of folks that are in that same boat. They have to. They know it, um, right. and and that's that's the nature of uh, a lot of entrepreneurs that I know is they know how to not get stuck in that right. doldrums. Uh, that's hard. You know, there's, there's folks that, that have a hard time with that. And I, I definitely get that. Um, but, uh, yeah, you are correct. Yeah. If, if you can focus on what's moving forward, not what ran you over, yeah. uh, cause the bus is going to hit you someday, uh, stand back up and get that's rolling. Right. Uh, yeah. How important is a vision for you when you, when you see bike surgeon today in 2020, yeah. you know, if, if you had the magic pen and paper, what, what do you see five years from now or maybe 10 years from now? I don't know how far your mind goes, but right, what yeah. do you see? Well, you know, who knows? Um, we're, uh, um, you know, we, we, we could expand, we could grow. Bike retail is an interesting little beast. Um, it, uh, um, it is what it is. Um, I see, uh, for me, this is working, uh, really well, uh, trying to get this to run as smooth as it possibly can, uh, is part of my goal. Uh, and then personally looking for, for other, uh, little opportunities. Uh, not that I want to change or deviate, uh, dramatically, but, uh, um, we've, uh, we've watched bike retail as a whole. Um, it's one of those, I don't know that I'd, I'd double down on it, uh, right now, even though, Today's environment, yes, if this continued, sure, great. But as a, as a 
industry and a 25, 30 year track record of pretty flat, um, we're, we're trading customers. Um, and so um, we've got ourselves where we feel pretty good. Um, I want to find a way to move from that traditional bike retail into something new. And that's that the, the experience uh, of, of getting together and riding with friends and whatever it is, you know, shop talk afterwards uh, and finding a way to make that a uh, successful thing. I think there's something to that model. And so long term, I'm thinking if there's something that's going to grow out of this, it's going to be a little bit more about the front of the house here um, and the, the repair side. That, that piece, that piece is, you know, if, you're, if you could do a one-man shop and you were comfortable working on bikes every day, there's, there's something there. Um, but uh, selling expensive bikes, the manufacturers have figured out a way to get those margins yeah. tight as they can get them. Um, and so, you know, um, I, that's, that's why, we're, or why we've looked at this evolution. A couple of years back, we were thinking that we would be able to focus on a smaller uh, footprint um, and, uh, you know, a, s a little more service focused, uh, we launched a small store in Edwardsville. Um, it, the customer, while we had, while we had good traffic, uh, there, um, customer wants to see more and I get that, you know, I completely understand that. That's why we have this and it works really well. Um, but, uh, um, expansion, uh, I don't know, you know, we have, we've got to every, uh, shoot, it's, it seems like 10 times a year. A relatively serious ask from someone with property or knows someone or wants something over in st louis you know so come on across the river it's, like, it's a bunch of great shops over there you know i can go over there and we can smash heads with them and we might be able to make some money but that's a whole lot of work um and so looking for this maybe new model a little bit new way to do it so i like yeah. it so if our listeners want to uh learn more about you or learn yeah. more about bike surgeon where do they do that yeah so uh you know Facebook is where it's at for us. Uh, I'm old, so I don't do the Instagrams or that. But, uh, and to be honest, we've laid off of it a little bit here recently, uh, just because there's not as much need to, to fly the flag and, and push because we, we can't do events. Well, it's busy, but we can't do events. We don't want to jam more people in here. But that's typically where we do a lot of our communication. Yeah. Obviously, you got the website, bikesurgeon.com, all of those kind of things. Um, but uh, we, we tend to stay pretty engaged with our customers uh, through the social side of things. Uh, and they come by, come by and check it out. You know, you got the guys in Spanish. I obviously don't fit that, uh, <laughs> fit that role real well. Um, but, uh, you know, we've got a huge piece of our clientele that's that. And great folks, great guys. Everybody's a little bit, man, that guy's in a Superman costume. I can't talk to him. Nah, bullshit. They're yeah. really nice folks. Um, the other piece of that uh, is now we're seeing more and more folks that, you know, given we've just got the trail here in town, that's huge. Yep. Um, but the, the way Rona's treating it, we've got a ton of people that are in the, I'm going to go out for a fun ride with my family. Yep. Uh, and, and we do that really well too. Uh, we've done a, a 4th of July ride for the past few years. Uh, that's been a few hundred folks go out and go for a quick little pedal that's around amazing. town and, and get back together afterwards and have some fun. Um, we've got, uh, um, you know, a number of other those kind of fun events. So uh, come on down, check it out, uh, have awesome. some fun. Well, thanks so much for being here, man. And Thank I know, you again. Uh, yep, again, let's do that. Uh, the, yep. the handshake there, what you're doing, not only for you know families. And you know, I come up here all the time. I, even my son, my ten year old, reminded me today. He's like, take my bike to get the yeah, tire that's fixed, right. You know? right. So yep. killing two birds with one stone here today. But uh, just appreciate what you're doing for the city of O'Fallon and thanks, all the Brett. surrounding communities. Thank right. you very it's much. Great having you. Very good time. Thanks a lot. Tune in next week for another episode of The Circuit of Success with Brett Gilliland on the lineupmedia.fm podcast network. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, 
Google Play, Stitcher, and through our website, circuitofsuccess.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter and email any questions to info at circuitofsuccess.com. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm. 